Um, favorite past player? Tim Duncan. Oh. Who'd you think I was going to pick? Mad Bonner. <laughs> that's, that's so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, of course. That's why I'm that's laughing. Random white. What's up with me and random white? Dude? You really, you have a sharp memory for random white dudes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're back, baby. <laughs> you took so long. I, I always get nervous before we start. Well, and today you're having a bit of an off morning. I'm having a very off morning. Let's hope this Celsius. Uh, do you know, hold before the Celsius, do you know why I'm having an off morning? Tell me. This is going to be our story before we, you know, I'm going to tell the story and then we'll play the music. Okay. So just to make it short. <laughs> so every night, every single night, I, I'm a, I have a cat and a dog and my cat just goes crazy in the middle. He doesn't go crazy. He's just really, really annoying. And uh, so I go to sleep at about 3 a.m. He starts going, meow, meow, meow. He gets in my ear and he's like, meow, meow, meow. So like... If I don't, and I try to ignore him, this is how it goes every night. I try to ignore him. If I ignore him, he goes over to my nightstand. He gets on his two back paws and he grabs the lampshade and he starts rocking the whole lamp. And I, like every time I get scared because I think he's just going to throw the lamp on my head. Because like when people in gyms use the ropes to do like Yeah, that. yeah. He starts shaking it like that. And he's like, wow, wow. So every night I get up and I'm like, let's go. I'll give you like a treat. I'll give you like a snack or whatever. Wow. And he usually, you know, comes down, comes down or, you know, an hour will go by and he'll start it again. But, um. Wait, is he, he's not the kind of cat. Because he's not, to strangers, he doesn't really warm up. Like, he is yet he, to he, let me pet him, but he's just that kind of cat. It, it depends. A couple of people, he's, uh, like, walked right up to him and uh, okay. whatever. But Now my feelings are hurt because I love cats. Well, but you've, you've come over, like, twice. That's, yeah. Anyways, right. so. But can, so you, can you, like, like pick him up? He doesn't like it. He doesn't like that? No. Uh, Anyways, so tonight, um, he was like, meow, 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 meow. I'm like, oh, whatever, shut up. Maybe he'll shut up. No. So, <laughs> So he walks over, he gets on my nightstand, stretches up, grabs the nightstand and just stand and just throws it towards me. <laughs> he just like rocked it to the point where it starts. And it fell like two inches away from my head. And he obviously got really scared. I don't know. I don't I don't think it hit him. I hope to God it didn't hit him. But he like ran away and he was obviously very scared. And I was like, OK, let's go. I'll give you a treat. So. Whatever he's in for the rest of the night, he just kept yelling and screaming or whatever, and then he went to bed around six. So in um, the morning, in the morning, yeah. But it was like on and off. He would he would um, yell and then he would quiet down and he would yell, but he never jumped on the nightstand again. I think he got scared. Mm. So that's why, that's why I need this. There you go. We can we can cue the music now. All right. There you go. guys enjoyed that music Some by the way i was really impressed i know i texted you this but i was impressed with the intro music you put in the last episode <laughs> speaking of which 
our podcast is available on Spotify and Apple because we have to promote the podcast, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Please subscribe. Give us a review. Um, if you don't give us a review, I, we can tell. <laughs> like, don't lie to me and be like, yeah, I reviewed your thing. Yeah. I can see if you reviewed my thing or not. <laughs> you know, Timmy, Tommy, if you guys even listened to this one, I don't know if you guys have been. And Philip, Philip. You, you, you baby gap shopping little, I don't even know what you are, Filipino? I don't care. Dude, you got, guys. Boom roasted. <laughs> Boom roasted, yeah. I love that episode of uh, The Office. But yeah, just leave a review. Follow us. It's not that it hard. Takes, it takes less time to leave a review than to send me a text explaining to me why you don't have the time to leave a review. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always funny to me. Yeah. My but, brother still hasn't done it. Uh, my mom still hasn't done it. Well, just take your mom's phone and do it. Uh, that's what I'm probably going to do. Yeah. yeah. But more Steal than your that, dad's phone and do more it. Than, more than that, I want her to like tell all of her country club yeah. friends. You know those like you know those parties that um the, that, Bilder- like, the Bilderberg meetings. I I don't know what that is. It's like where they wear animal heads. Oh, yeah. Like, like the, the Rothschild family. The Rothschild, like yeah. Sacrifices. The Clintons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pig masks. Yeah. And, um, They're the people who run the world. Yeah, basically. basically. Yeah. So anyways, um, I don't want to, like last time, I don't want to go into a 20-minute discussion about our past high school experiences. So I just want to get straight into <laughs> some news before we go into our yes, uh, please. favorite let's, players and stuff. Let's do that. So the first thing I want to cover is... A lot of pl- a lot more players have gotten COVID. Really? Yeah. So I just want to go over Jabari Parker, who's now on the Kings. Yeah. He's now on the Kings for when the when the hell did he go to the Kings? Who knows? Don't answer that. I don't care. The Kings have a it's solid. Jabari. They have a solid backcourt uh, trio. They have Buddy Heald. They have um, Darren Fox. Darren Fox, and uh, I mean, I'll, I mean, Boga. Uh, 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 what's his name? Bogdanovich. But, yeah, Bogdan Bogdanovich, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's he's, he's yeah. pretty good. That's a solid trio. They just don't have the juice. I don't know what it is. They don't have they don't the have juice. A bench. To... They just signed Corey yeah. Brewer, by the way. So congratulations to the Kings. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Jabari Parker, he's recovering well, he said. So um, he's going to be joining them in Orlando. Uh, Jokic has contracted COVID-19. Oh, no. And he is in Serbia, still recovering. Sw- Serbia? He is in Serbia. Jesus. Yeah, in his hometown. Wow. So uh, maybe you shouldn't be traveling at this time. So that's maybe, maybe that'll, I want to say it'll teach you a lesson because, you know, hopefully he, I wish him well and he recovers well and gets back here well, for practice. Th- wait, when they say that, they, that he's contracted it, does it mean that he's showing the symptoms, that he's genuinely so ill, most of these players, or is he asymptomatic? Most of these, Jabari Parker is asymptomatic, Jokic I think is asymptomatic, and Malcolm Brogdon actually just contracted it as well. Jeez. And he's in quarantine, and, but he's feeling well, and he's progressing well, and he's asymptomatic as well. Uh, one Western Conference playoff team has four people that just contracted the virus. I don't know who those are. And as of this morning, I actually found out that my beloved Miami Heat have oh, no. player uh, Derek Jones Jr. has no. contracted COVID, but he, he he's progressing well apparently, and he's asymptomatic, and he plans on being in Orlando with the with the team. So and Orlando's like a hot spot right now. Yeah, 
Oh, also, I think there's there's two uh, two Phoenix Suns that also contracted it, who are also in the playoffs, uh, and the Nuggets coach Mike Malone. Oh, jeez. Maybe he gave it to Jokic. It's possible. Yeah. Man, that sucks, especially for the Nuggets. But um, you know, they still have a, a while, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you you Yaroslav texted me and he asked me about um, my three favorite or three most excited players, three three players I'm most excited to see. In the return, if there is a return, knock on wood, there better be a return. Um, <clears throat> one of them I know. Oh, now I was Jokic. Jokic, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if he's not even playing, it's like he's God, gonna play. No, he's gonna play. There's enough time, you think? Because it's July yeah. 30th is when they're gonna start playing. Yeah, I mean, what they're gonna be in quarantine for? What two weeks? I don't know how. I don't know anything. I don't know the details of the virus. No, he, they said that takes. he plans on being in tr- like training camp or practice or whatever it is like soon. Okay. So, but how do they? If you're asymptomatic and there's no vaccine, how do you get rid of the virus? You just wait it out for two, two, three weeks, and it's just gone. Yeah, you're. I, I, I've heard that you're immune to it. Like if you had it once, you're immune to it. So. It's very strange. Okay, yeah. So yeah, definitely Jokic with all the he lost like thirty pounds. Just um, crazy, man. I just worry. Hold on, be, before you go on, go do you think that's gonna? Because he's like a he he's he lives down low. I mean, he can shoot that's the three. He's like a thirty something percent shooter. And he's not a Kevin Durant. He's not. He's a, the same height. As much as, as I would Durant. love to see that. That would not be hilarious. Yeah, he just doesn't have the skill level. No, he doesn't have the the handles. He's not quick enough. He's not. His, his shot isn't fast enough. He's not Kevin Durant, obviously. He does, he makes his living down low. How the hell is he going to put up with a guy like Embiid? They'll never play each other, right? Because they won't right. get to, neither of those teams will get to the finals. But in the West, how is he going to deal with like the bigger, thicker dudes? Like even a guy like Hassan Whiteside, who he'll likely have to play. Which, by the way, the Blazers... Now that uh, Nurkic is back, I just uh, picked him up on my fantasy Zach team. Zach Collins is back, yeah. dude. They have Nurkic, Zach Collins, and Hassan Whiteside. Yep, that is. I really hope. I mean, it'd be exciting to see the Bel- the Pelicans take the eighth seed, and they're big, which is good for if the, when if they get into the eighth seed, they're going to play the Lakers. It, that's exactly that where is I was a going. great great matchup. Exactly, where I, I was am going. very excited for that. Yeah, if they can play, my God. I mean, they could really give the Lakers a big three. LeBron, AD, and um, who's the other big guy that they have? I'm forgetting his name. JaVel McGee. JaVel McGee, yeah. And they, I mean, Dwight, uh, he, I think he's, he's probably not even going to play at this point. Dwight Howard? Yeah. Who know. knows? Who knows? Avery Bradley. Oh, oh, speaking of Avery Bradley, um, these are the players that have opted out to no not, not participate. Wow. Trevor Ariza? Um, from the Blazers, actually. So I'm sure Trevor Ariza, he's declined to play because he's going to spend time with his son, and that was his reason. Um, I'm sure they're going to get someone to replace him. There's a, a bunch of... Uh, how you doing? There's a bunch of free agents available. Um, Bretons from Washington. This really? was actually a big thing. He um, He's a sharpshooter. Um, he's he's going to get... Best a, players. Yeah, he's going to get a big contract after this year. It's a contract year for him. Because he's... And he's going to sit out and not risk it because he just doesn't think it's worth it. It is Which... I agree with him. Yeah, The Wizards have a negative 50,000% chance 
of getting past the first right. round. Right, right. But what kind of message is that sending to your team? What kind of message? You're you're an NBA player getting. Look, this is. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna argue about this because really, I don't care. It's yeah. the Wizards. Yeah. But I just wanted to mention that Evan Fournier from the Magic actually called him out on, on it on Twitter, and he's like, "This is what's wrong with the NBA today. Players don't want to. You know. You know." They just want to get paid. They don't, you know. They. I mean, I see where Davis Bertans is coming from. I see where they're both coming from. I see where Fournier is coming from in the yeah. sense that it comes across as a bit um, uh, lazy or, you know, whatever way you want to slice it. But this is different. This isn't like, uh, um, I always forget the term that they use for Kawhi. I think of load all, management. Load management. But I at always the same think of time, minute if he's but, cautious, if he's being cautious about getting paid, what about all the other players? They're risk. They're also risk, risking their health. His position is different. He's on the Wizards, one of the worst teams in the league. They're still in the play. They're still in play, dude. And like I said, a lot of teams have been just kicked to be like, "You're not playing." Yeah. And this guy has a chance to be in the playoffs, small chance, but still a chance. And he's just like, "Nah, I'm good." I see where he's coming from, though. He he's smart enough to know that they don't have any chance, even if he was playing. They don't. Would Michael Jordan do that? Well. First off, MJ would have a better position in the playoffs than it's being true. in the Wizards' position. But even now, if say the Washington Wizards signed Michael Jordan again, you think Michael Jordan would be like, no, man, I'm 50 years old. I, man, there's literally no chance. Oh, I'm not going to risk it. No, I think MJ like, would for the love of basketball, which was actually written that's, to his Yeah, that's what it is. Like, so, come on, man. Uh, yeah, I but, get it. You've had injuries. At the, at the least, dude, just go don't play and just half-ass it. Half-ass it. But the thing is, this guy, uh, Bertans, he doesn't have he doesn't have a shoe contract that he has to uphold and, and promote because that's part of it, too. If you have a shoe contract, the company like Nike or whatever, they want you to play because you're promoting – you're the brand. You're the, the image of your shoe. They want you to play. He doesn't have any of that. He has no responsibilities to anybody but himself and his health. He has a responsibility to his team. I knew you were going to say that. He does, but – what kind of a team does he have responsibility to? One the same one that Bradley Beal does. You see, Bradley Beal is trying his ass off every single game. But he's a superstar. He's a superstar, and he's still... And he's trying to collect big-time money. Bertans isn't trying to collect... He's guaranteed. Yes, but literally, he's... Bradley Beal is literally, like, upset every single game. I know. He puts I up him. 50, and they're like, how does it feel? He's like, what are you talking about? We lost the game. Yeah, I love that about him. I love that about him. So come on, man. I can't this guy wait. played for the Spurs. Pop should have trained you better than that. Dude, you know, I, I had this weird dream last night. I, I can't believe I'm. it's taken me until now to tell you this. I had the strangest dream. And it wasn't like a full, or maybe it was a full dream. This is all I can remember. I had an image of Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal, both in Detroit Pistons jerseys. And they were wearing the white home jerseys. I don't know what that is. Oh, like you know what never we, happened? You know what would make that dream better? What? If those white jerseys yeah. <laughs> or the teal horse jerseys. <laughs> Anyways, um, Davis Bertans, not risking it. Avery Bradley has also opted out um, because his son has a history of respiratory illness and right. he would not be cleared to visit him. And he just didn't want to put, his, put I guess, him, himself sense. or uh, his family at risk. That, t- that hits the Lakers, though, a little bit. It hits, yeah. It takes away some of their defense. Um, and their depth, too, which is already... Depth. 
So that leads to the question of J.R. Smith, anybody? Dude, please pull him up. Oh my God, he was one of the most exciting. When he was on the Knicks, he was one of the most exciting players to watch in the whole league. Yeah, 10 years ago. Didn't even, yeah, didn't even average over 20 points per game. But, I mean, that guy was a high fl- He was just fun to watch. I, that that little blip, that that lapse in judgment he made. Yeah, like, man, I'm hoping, I'm hoping of- the Lakers sign him and he does that again. <laughs> in the NBA Finals, and the Clippers will win just as they will. I'm calling it right now. No, I hope that doesn't happen because then there's going to be all these bronze sexuals saying like, well, if he hadn't done that, then we would have won or whatever. They'll always come up with an excuse. I think the Clippers are going to win it not because of anything like that. They're just a better team. Yeah, They play better. They have more depth. They have all the pieces that they need to beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. And the Lakers are older they, yeah, they have more experience, but it's not like the Clippers don't have experience. The Clippers won two games against the fully healthy Warriors uh, uh, last season. Do you think the absence of Avery Bradley, say, forget about them signing J.R. Smith, just the roster as it stands now, do you think this... Oh, dimin- by the way, those two games were the playoff games. Sorry, go ahead. Do you think this dim- the loss of Avery Bradley diminishes their chances against, say they make it to the finals, does it diminish the chances of beating the Clippers in an NBA Finals matchup? Uh, Western Conference Western Finals? Conference Finals? Yeah. Um, I would say so, yeah. Because Avery Bradley is one of the few perimeter lockdown defenders. Yeah. And the Clippers have plenty of those guys. And they have plenty of plenty. options. Even players that don't play. Like like Lou Williams. He's a guy you... He's especially in the playoffs. He ramps it just up. Just get buckets. He just gets You put buckets. him in, he just whatever. Get a bucket, he's I not, got you. He's not a streaky player. He's a consistent player, but when he catches real fire, it's hard to stop that guy. That's where a guy like Avery Bradley comes in because you need a guy like that. LeBron's not that guy. LeBron, he's, he, LeBron is great for the mid-post defense and for the paint defense. He's a great rim protector. But he's not a solid guy to lock down a guy like... Even a guy like Kawhi, he's proven time and again that he can't keep up with a guy like Kawhi. How is he going to keep up with an even quicker, faster guy like Lou Williams if they ever have to do any kind of uh, um, switch positioning or anything like that? Yeah. So I think I don't think that uh, J.R. Smith is actually going to help them with defense. No. Yeah. So, um... Not that I don't think J.R. can can't play defense he just doesn't enjoy it as much as playing offense yeah he's, he's like mellow in that way like mellow could play really you know good that defense. the fun fact you know uh everyone always calls him the henny god because uh-huh. he drinks hennessy he's yeah. only he said he's only drank hennessy like twice in his life <laughs> and that one time being in the parade where he was like with the bottle and yeah. everyone's like oh man henny god yeah so and he's like i don't know why everyone says that i've had it like twice in my life so i thought that was pretty funny but um, so those are the people that are opted out. Um, another thing that was in the news, which I thought was kind of funny, was uh, Labar 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 Ball, Lavar Ball saying that Lamelo Ball would be a terrible fit in Golden State if they were to choose him one, two, or three overall, whatever pick they get, because uh, he would not be a good fit with Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson. I'm inclined to agree with him. It's similar, and he's a similar style in play to um, uh, D'Lo. Yeah. The reason they they got rid of D'Lo isn't because D'Lo's not a terrific player. He is. He just, they don't need him. They already have, like you said, they already have 
one of the best bat courts in the whole league. Let me actually let me pull up the quote that uh, he said. He said that's the part I don't like about Golden State. They got Clay and the other guys, and now you want to put Melo in that mix. I love how he says Clay and the other guys, not Steph and the other guys. They got Clay and the other guys, and now you want to put Melo in that mix to say you got to follow these guys. Melo ain't no follower. He doesn't need to do what they do. Let oh, them do what they think. Up, dude. There's a reason you're looking at my son. He's talented and can play the game. It ain't that hard. Guy is open and you pass it to them. You open and you've been working on your shot. Shoot the ball. Okay. Well, very pointless comments. But, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with them. Uh, I feel like Melo should be, like, the, the focal point of an offense. Or at least, like, you know, like I feel like he would be good as, like, a second or third option, at least in his rookie year. The The... the the predictable thing that always happens is that for a guy like him, where he he's such an offensively dominant player, at least he is in the Euro, in the Euro he's League. A good passer, man. Great passer. He's got great vision. Great touch at the rim. Re- like, oh yeah. Really, really solid. And he touch. just plays with such like swag. It's not like you know, flashy like AI swag, but it's no. just like he just looks so confident. He's fluid. Yeah, he's fluid. Yeah. There's nothing really awkward word. about, except that three-point shot of his is a bit. Yeah. Well, he's one of the three brothers, and they all they all have a weird shot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, besides that, no, he has a pretty polished game for a guy at his age. I'm for, excited for to any see. person really, but especially his age. Yeah. I mean, the the, the shitty thing for him is that he's going to get drafted to a team. Um, he's going to get drafted to a team, a bad team, because he like. He's going to be the Bradley Beal for a terrible team. And it's going to be like that for the first contract. Then he's going to try to get out of that contract. But that first contract serves as a platform for him to prove to all the other teams, can you actually play in this league? You can play in the Euro League. What is it, in Australia? I think he plays. Yeah. Um, Illawarra Hawks. Whatever. (laughs) You can play there, but can you play in this in the NBA? So he has to prove it and kind of suffer a lot of losses uh, in his first contract to prove to all the other owners that he'd be a worthy addition to their winning team, their winning uh, organization. You know sometimes when you watch like a, like some highlights of like a five-on-five like NBA game or whatever, and they just play, and it just looks so fun, and it just makes you want to like go out and play like a five-on-five. I haven't played a five-on-five game myself in so long, uh-huh. and I was watching highlights of – Lamelo ball yeah and i was like man i want to just get a group of guys and just man, ball out that kid he operates the high pick and roll really well yeah really impressive especially for his age when he when they run the, it's whenever i mean the pistol actions one of the most used actions um because it's so effective but the way he runs pistol action is it's like a guy who's been doing it in the NBA for years. Once, I just, he, once he puts some muscle on, like, it would be crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because you look at guys like uh, um, Rookie of the Year, John Morant. He's skinny as hell, but he's very effective. Yeah. So. But he's but also a high John, flyer. Imagine he's, if John Morant had muscle on him. Yeah, but he's a high flyer. I don't know if you add muscle. Can he, can he jump as high? I don't know. Dude, I but like I, Lam- see, I see your point. LaMelo Ball would look like Grant Hill if he put some muscle on yeah, the thing about yeah, and you know what? He could put the muscle on because he's not a high flyer. That's the one thing about his game that's not. He can't jump over guys. He can dunk, but he's not. Yeah, he's not John Morant. 
So he could put muscle on, and it wouldn't really affect his leaping ability. He's like he six six. I remember everyone was always like yeah. uh, making fun of himself because he's a lot shorter than like his then own, he and then spurt, he had a like, huge growth spurt. Yeah. yeah, which is why he could handle the ball so well because he was used to being so short. Right. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about before we started this thing, uh, Andre Drummond. So Andre Drummond decided to pick up his one-year player option with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. And I saw that. Were you surprised? Wait, were you surprised considering the fact that it's a $29 million one-year player option with the Cleveland Cavaliers? $29 million. You know, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, But he's jumping from one bad team to another. That's what's just like, what are you doing? But it's not, they traded him. Huh? They traded him. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know no, no, that. No, no, he didn't like sign. He so in his contract, he had the one year player in this last year. Yeah. He could accept it or deny it. And so last last year, the Pistons. Tra- this is what I wanted to talk about, Andre Drummond, because the Pistons at the trade deadline they traded Andre Drummond f- to the Cleveland Cavaliers for John Henson. Nobody who knows who that is. Yeah. Brandon Knight, who got destroyed by DeAndre Jordan that one time like 10 years ago <laughs> and a second round draft pick. So nothing, a bag of chips. That's yeah. what they traded Andre Drummond for. Two-time All-Star, one averages of, like 17 and 15 one of the for best rebounders career. in the one league. One of the best rebounders in the league. He had a lot of people hate him, which is why I wanted to talk about this. A lot of people hate him because well, he's he's being for what he is, he's a 7-footer ginormous guy. Um, yeah. He plays a little lazy defense sometimes. By the way, fun fact, he is my sister-in-law's sister's baby daddy. I don't so, even know what that means. My sister-in-law, so my sister-in-law, her sister banged Andre Drummond and they had a baby. So my ah, nephew's, okay, gotcha. my nephew's yeah. cousin has a dad that's Andre Drummond. Good for her. She's probably doing <laughs> he all He doesn't right. hang around them. He has like seven. Yeah, I can like, imagine, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I it's understandable why he's not the most liked player because you see the numbers he puts up, but they don't really translate into wins. Whenever he faces off against DeMarcus Cousins or uh, Joel Embiid, they, they destroy him every single time. He doesn't do well against other greats at his position. Andre Drummond well. is also to- in the top 20 of player efficiency ratings in the whole league. He's ahead of people like Bradley Beal. Uh, Kemba Walker. Well, he should that's, that's be. That's the only he's, two he's, I remember. He should be. He's a center. Center, you're closer to the basket. Your efficiency yeah, should be Yeah, and that's better. why, that's why that makes people sense. I, I disregard him because and it's not his fault necessarily. He's uh, just like, an, like a five, like an old school five. Yeah. He doesn't stretch the floor. I don't know. The highlights I, were wa- I was watching. He doesn't uh, shoot threes. No, he doesn't do that, but he's very athletic. He's not like a slow, he's not like a oh, no, he can Lakers run. shack. Yeah, yeah he, he can, can run. Yeah, he can, and he can handle the ball pretty well, too. Yeah. I was surprised. He's a very agile center. But I just don't understand, like, to compare, I don't understand why someone like Clint Capella can get traded for Robert Covington, who's a great player, yep. and draft picks, while. Andre Drummond, the two-time All-Star, like one of the greatest rebounders of all time, yep. is, gets traded for nothing. And then people still said the Cavaliers gave up too much. 
<laughs> for Andre Drummond. Come on. No, they definitely want that. They want that trade. But $29 million is a lot. That's like as much as Chris Paul gets. You know, I wanted to pull this up. Uh, my favorite, I'm going to selflessly promote this Instagram account, um, the, the Fast Break. I know Philip. I know you watch or you you follow them. If you're even listening to this podcast, this episode, Philip. Uh, but remember that time I said that I want to. It was a. I don't know which episode it was, but we were talking about the Western standings and those eight teams. I want to know how they face off against each other. Like who has the records against each other? Well, what do you know? It the fast break did a whole thing on that. Uh, the stats versus the other top seven teams in the West. This. <laughs> Stops stats versus the other top seven teams in the West this season. The Lakers have an eleven and four record against the other seven teams. The Clippers have a nine and five record. Uh, Rockets are eight and eight. Dude, honestly, I think the Rockets are going to be a first round exit. Who are they playing? Uh, oh, who are they playing? We never finished our top three players. We're excited to see. No, we didn't. No. Okay, you. I already said. Uh, we, we said one of we said Jokic. Jokic. Yeah, that's one of ours. What's your number two? Oh, uh, what's my number? My number one is Jokic too. Yeah, my what's number your... two is actually you're gonna be shocked, James Harden. Oh man, I was about to shock you with that too. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I'll be like something that we disagree on finally. No man, and then you because he me. lost. I wait. Here's what I don't he understand. Looks like a stick. Here's what I don't understand. How is it that these players are losing this weight when they're not playing? When wait, it doesn't make sense. Maybe to they me. don't have. Maybe they didn't have a gym, access to a gym, and they all just did. All they did is just run, run around their house. But I mean, you're running a lot when you're playing basketball. When you're training, you're playing these games, back to back games. You're running ninety four feet all the time, especially a guy like Harden. I like. How is it that you're losing weight now versus when you're actually playing basketball? That, I don't know, it's it's hard for me to comprehend that. I don't know, man. Um, Jokic makes more sense because he doesn't run that much. He's a center. Mm-hmm. But a guard like Harden, I don't know, I just, whatever. Uh, okay, so uh, Doncic, or not, I was about to say, I said Doncic. The, the Mavericks have a 5-8 and eight record. Who's uh, your third? Oh, my God, I forgot again. Uh, I said my third at, uh, well, initially I said Kawhi. That's just I love Kawhi and I want to see him come back. Um, it's really more of it's more of a team thing, really. It's not really a one player. The Blazers. I couldn't narrow it down to, to a third player, but the Blazers because they got Nurkic, Zach Collins. Now they have Hassan Whiteside. You have Dame and CJ. Then you have Melo. Um, that's a pretty solid lineup. That's a really solid lineup. I want to see how they all come together as a team. Try to get that eighth seed and then that first round against the Lakers. That I'm most excited for. That's going to be a really exciting first round for the West. That's probably going to be more exciting than the first round in the East for sure. My third the is, East in uh, general is not going to be as exciting as the West. My third is tied for Luka Doncic just because I want to see how he re- re- responds to this. There was rumors that he was kind of out of shape. Mm. Um, maybe he got back, back in shape. Maybe that was a false rumor. Who knows? But I want to see how he comes back from this and how he uh, carries the team. They're obviously in the playoffs. I want to see how he responds in the regular season and how he responds in the playoffs right. for being as young as he is. Also, I want to see how well Joel Embiid does 
And for those of you that know me, especially you, you know I hate Joel Embiid. Yeah. So part of me wants to see him just come out there and just be like fat and out of shape and complaining. <laughs> so I can be like, I told you guys, I told you this guy's a bum. See, the thing about Embiid... But he, prove me wrong, Joel Embiid. Yeah, I would love, I'd love to see him really rise to the occasion. But I'm convinced, and you know me, I like to psychologically profile players unnecessarily. <laughs> like I know what I'm talking about. Um, but the thing about Embiid is that it doesn't seem to me like he has that internal drive to win. You know, so you think that crying thing was just the facade? No, I think it genuinely affected him, but I think the the desire to win comes from the the external, from how people perceive him. And that crying, that moment of defeat was knowing that his image just got hurt even more. You think you think that was because of the image? No, I don't I think, think we he's I don't pleasantly... think he's thinking of it. I think it's a subconscious thing. I don't but what I'm, I think, I think it, we were all pleasantly surprised to see him cry. That was good. I was I, I was I, I mean think... it kind of like also made me feel good too because all the bitching he does on the court and then to see him cry like a little bitch too. I was just like that fits. But, but I, also, I just want to see how he course. how he turns those tears into like okay, yes. This is how I'm going to grow. Yeah, but so far even this season, albeit, you know, not a complete season, I didn't really see a major difference in his style of play. It was we didn't get to the playoffs yet. I know we haven't that's gotten all to the playoffs. That's all that matters. Yep, that's what. Yeah, that's what the season just builds up to. So I, you know, I, but he doesn't have that internal drive the way guys like Kobe and MJ did, where they could give a damn what anybody else thinks. Like there was a night where Shaq posed a challenge to Embiid. I forget when this was, but you can find it easily on YouTube. Posed a challenge to Embiid to go out there and dominate. And then Embiid went out there and dominated. And then he went on to the TNT show. What is it called? With uh, Shaq and Kenny and... I don't know. Uh, whatever. I'll think of it in like well, five minutes. Yeah. Uh, he went on there and gave an interview and he was... tip-off? No. What's tip-off? I don't know. I don't know. No. But uh, he gave an interview and he said, you know... I listened to you, Shaq, and I implemented what you said, and you know you, and you, you motivated me. Being an idiot, so that's all good and fine, <laughs> but you shouldn't ha- you shouldn't need an external motivator like Shaq yeah. to tell you to perform. I agree. That should come from within. It came from within with guys like Kobe and MJ. That's you know. So okay, um, what are we talking about next? I was just going to get into the, the, uh, teams? the teams. Yeah. Oh, before we go, I have a fun fact. I don't know if you guys remember, I, I talked about the guy, the old guy and his friend Marty that I ran into the gym. So I've been, literally been seeing them every single day at the gym. And he's been talking to me every day. And the, the other day I went with my fiance and he's like, oh, who's this? So we started talking, the three of us, and uh, Marty was there too. And uh, he, Marty just doesn't say a lot. He just stands next to him and listens. But uh, he was like, I said, oh, I'm a basketball fan. I have a basketball podcast. And he's like, oh, man. Uh, I told him I was a Miami Heat fan. And he's like, oh, I went to the University of Miami. I actually went to the University of Miami with Brent, uh, Rick Barry. With Rick Barry. And I was like, um, <clears throat> oh, wow. We just talked about Rick Barry on our podcast. And he's like, yeah. When we first got uh, to college, he was six foot two. And by the time we graduated, he was six foot seven. And I was like, he had a growth spurt in college. He was like, yeah, it was the craziest thing ever. He was like, I don't know if you knew this, but he used to shoot like uh, the grandma shots. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I know. He passed it down to his son and all that. 
But um, yeah, that, so my friend went to school with Rick Barry. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Your friend. My, my old friend, yes. <laughs> I still don't know his name. All right, so we're going to leave off. I don't know where. We left off with one of my teams, so let's start with you. Uh, I, the last thing I did was the Warriors, so... Oh, yeah, by the way, in case anyone forgot or if they're just tuning into this episode, they didn't listen to the previous two. We're doing uh, all 30 teams in the NBA, our favorite current player for each team, our favorite uh, past player from each team, and our most underrated player from each team. That could be both modern or from the past. It doesn't really matter. Um, I'm obviously more partial to the past players. Yaroslav is more partial to... um, you only go back as far as like the 2000s. Well, I really. love that's my favorite era, the early 2000s. Yeah. I try to focus on that. But I, you know, I love the modern NBA. Yeah. But <clears throat> so my next team is the Rockets. My mm. favorite player on the Rockets, <laughs> James Harden. Just, <laughs> just kidding. Everyone knew that was coming. So I've Who had. Who is your favorite player on the Rockets? I've had. A roller coaster relationship. Oh, now I know who it is. With, yeah. <laughs> not like a personal relationship, yeah. clearly. Yeah. But uh, with Russell Westbrook. When yep. he first came to the league, I hated him. I hated his demeanor. I hated the way he played. I hated his style. His style. I, hate, I always hated his style. But um, I don't know. I went from hating him to kind of liking him to hating him again. And now. In the beginning of the season, I still hated him. There was rumors that he was going to come to Miami, and he almost did. We almost traded a bunch of people for oh. him to come to Miami. I don't know if you remember that. But at the very last second, uh, Daryl Morey decided to trade for him and take him away from the Heat. <laughs> I hated him in the beginning of the season. I kind of like him now because what's happening right now is what I've always said should happen how they should implement russell westbrook by surrounding him with just a giving him the Giannis treatment just giving him a bunch of shooters and just get out of his way it's harder to do that with james harden there because he dominates the ball a lot yeah and russell westbrook needs the ball so let me give you and this started happening since January 30th, all of his numbers in the paint went up. He averages 19.2 points per game in the paint, which is the number one mm-hmm. points per game in the paint total in the entire NBA. Since January 30th, which is the date that Clint Capella got traded and the small ball Rockets lineup started happening, uh, he's averaging 19.2 points per game in the paint. Second player... That has the second most points in the paint is Zion, 18.3. So his true shooting percentage also went up as soon as Clint Capella got shipped out. Before Capella, he was averaging a 52.6 total shooting percentage, which was below league average. And after Capella got shipped off, he's averaging 57.5, which is above league average. And I feel like this system is truly unlocking his... True potential. That's this is what he was meant to do. He's obviously not going to be. He's not going to be a shooter. He's a terrible, terrible shooter terrible. at this point in his career. Is never going to be a good shooter. Yeah. That's James Harden's job. But I think I always tell you that, that just get out of his way. Surround him with shooters, and you know, it's Russell Westbrook for you. Yeah, I. The reason I think that, and I love his passion and energy. 
Uh, that's I something I've do. always loved. Yeah, he's he's like a Every mirror image. Every leader should have that. He's like a mirror image of you when you're on the court. Hell yes. Um, except you can't jump as high as he can. Um, but uh, I just I'm not ever convinced. Not with this version of um, who's the coach? Mike. Mike D'Antoni. Um, good old Mike. Good old Mike. Mike, Mike D'Antoni has found success in certain systems, especially when you had Steve. If you have Steve Nash on your team, you're going to do all right. <laughs> but he hasn't had that kind of high IQ, offensively dominant, true point guard since Steve Nash. What he's had since then is offensive, uh, offensively dominant shooting guards. Like Not shooting guards, but he had Mello for a bit in New York, then he had Kobe for a very short time. Um, and now he has Harden. And what he has always failed to do with those systems is he just has the whole offense run through those guys. The offensive chemistry takes a huge dip from it. And if that one guy is having an off night, then you're not going to win. That's probably why he traded for – that's probably why he wanted Russell Westbrook. Yeah, but if both of those guys were both – they're the two most ISO-dominant players in the whole league by a wide margin – a huge but margin. see, what I think would push will really, I think it's really good for Russell Westbrook that there's such a small ball lineup surrounding with shooters all over the place. Yeah, they still need a big man. They're not gonna. Yeah, they're they're not gonna go far in the playoffs if they don't have a big man. And the numbers don't show that I know, but just from the eye test, it's not gonna happen. Yo, what if what Ooh. if somehow, some way, they acquired Andre Drummond? Somehow, it's not gonna work. It won't work. I it's know not gonna, but. because they need a, a five that can stretch the floor and knock down threes. Even if they got like a lower level center that's big that can still get boards but still stretches the floor, that will be perfect. Like someone like, oh man, I don't even know who's a big guy that can shoot threes. Um, well, when Miles healthy. Plumley. It's a garbage five or, that can or shoot threes. They'll, they'll never get rid of him. But the one that the number one that came to mind is uh, Unicorn. Um, Porzingis? Porzingis, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but they'll never get rid of oh, him. Anyways. As, um, they shouldn't. Number two, which is my favorite old-timer, it was down to you. Hakeem Yao and Tracy McGrady. Uh, the choice was obvious for me. Uh, Tracy McGrady. Sorry, dude. We've talked, listen, we've talked about Hakeem for so long. Yeah, as much as we talk about him, he's still not talked about enough. Yeah. For me, when it comes to skill and skill alone, it's 1A, 1B, MJ, Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. I mean, it's like he's a light years ahead of all other centers when it comes to skill. Yeah. And you picked T-Mac. I would... Who is known for being an Orlando Magic player, first and foremost, not a Houston Rocket. He was on the Houston Rockets longer than the Magic. Yeah, but he's not. His best years were with the Magic. His best year was on the Houston Rockets where he averaged 32 points per game, 6.5 rebounds a game, and 5.5 assists per game. But you know. This is my favorite. I'm not taking. Hakeem Olajuwon is obviously cemented as one of the best players of all time. Yes. Ahead of Tracy McGrady, in my opinion. Of course. That's Tracy McGrady as a player that's. 
smaller, uh, yeah, more like a guard type. And this is I have to remind to, myself. This is your favorite, not yeah, the best. You're not saying yeah. it's the best. He's yeah, I'm not it. saying Tracy McGrady's better right. than Hakeem, right? Okay. Which you can make an argument for. It wouldn't be right, but you can make an argument for it. Look, I had Yao in here. And Yao for a short while. I had Clyde was... Drexler in there originally, but he wasn't a Rockets player. He was Blazers. He's a. Yeah, I mean, he was but, on the Rockets with uh, Charles, Tracy McGrady. That was such was an just, old lineup. With if Charles Tracy Parker. McGrady was healthy, he was. Dude. No, I know. It's Michael Jordan Jr. I know. He was like what Kobe said. Like I said last episode, he was Kobe, but three inches taller. I know. He's the one of the biggest what ifs, in my opinion, the biggest what if in NBA history. He would have taken over the league. He was. KD, and it's crazy because he had a lot of years where he, where he, you know, who do you think would win in a one-on-one? Prime T Mac versus a prime KD. That's tough. I have my answer. What KD's? What six ten? They're both about the same height. Yeah. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Dude, Tracy McGrady's like six. What six seven six eight? No, he's like six nine. Approaching 6'10". He's around there, yeah. Tracy McGrady was 6'10". I'm pretty sure. Pretty I'm going to sure. have to look this up. If not 6'10", then he was a really long 6'9". But he wasn't 6'8". I think he was over 6'8". Tracy McGrady was 6'8". KD is like 6'10", 6'11". Dude, I remember Kobe in the interview saying that he could do what I do, but he was three inches taller. Tracy McGrady's faster than KD. For sure. Tracy yeah. McGrady's more explosive than KD. For sure. I, I honestly, I'm not well versed on Tracy McGrady's defense. Neither am I. Not, I mean, but, I know KD is an elite defender. Yeah, yeah. Tracy McGrady also. So, see, the one-on-one debates are pointless. You could go on and on. I know. But I anyways, know. let's let's get this going. Uh, the most underrated Rockets player. This was just a shit show for me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna pull a name that you might have. Completely like buried deep down in your head, even if Kenny the Jet Smith is that who you're gonna say? No, <laughs> you might yell at me for this. Oh, Luis Scola, do you remember him? I do remember him very vaguely, very, very so vaguely. So, he he was like the Rockets' best player for like a, like a few seasons. He yeah. averaged like a solid 15 and 8 with like four or five seasons for the Rockets. He was like, he was an Argentinian guy. Who is that guy? The long hair. Who and is... Go ahead. Uh, also, another underrated player. This is between Luis Scola and uh, Kevin Martin. Yeah, he was another one. One yeah. of the very few players to average 20 points per game for three franchises. And he was one of those players, like kind of like Monta Ellis and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, others, who just, you, you put him in and he just gets buckets, and that's it. Who was that guy? I'm trying to remember. He had a short career because of injuries. But he was like they were like the Twin Towers, and that's that was their nickname. Their nickname was the Twin Towers with Hakeem and I forget the guy's name. And the very, Rockets. Yeah, very tall, very tall guy. Um, and they were formidable. They were the best front court in the whole league. Um, I'm just trying, I can't remember his name. It's killing me. Anyways, we got to move on. Yeah. Um, so wait, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. All right. So my next team. Where we left off, my next team is the Sacramento Queens. Sacramento Kings. Uh, favorite pass player? It's pretty obvious who I'm going to pick, right? Mitch Richmond. <laughs> no. Oh. Chris Webber. Okay. Yeah. 
Who, let me ask you, who's a player playing today that reminds you the most of Chris Webber? Dude, I don't know. You don't know? I was thinking of... Um, oh, now I'm having one of those days, dude. I'm forgetting names. I'm forgetting... This is the point of the podcast of bringing up names of players. And, we'll, we'll think of it. We'll think of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he was, I mean, that's another like what if, you know, in the same era of Tracy McGrady of just like if he had stayed, if he had stayed healthy, who knows what he could have done. Um, but yeah, he was a hell of a player. Favorite present player, De'Aaron Fox. I want to go with De'Aaron Fox. Um, so fast. So fast. So agile. You can jump like crazy. Um yeah, he's fun to watch. I feel like he's going to be a really, really good player for a really long time, but I feel like as long as he's on the Kings, he's going to be forgotten about. He's going to be like what... Um, he needs to leave. He's going to be like what Kemba was to the Hornets. Yeah. Still, no one talks about Kemba. Not enough, no. Yeah, he's such a... It's because great... he got drafted by stupid Michael Jordan. That's why. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, MJ's not the best when it comes to... Owning a team. Most underrated player for the Sacramento Kings? Stojakovic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Peja Stojakovic. Peja Stojakovic. Dude, he's a, he's a tall, random European white dude. Why would I not love him? <laughs> yeah. Crazy name. A but lot of facial hair. So, what a oh, rim yeah. protector. Offensively, had a very versatile offensive arsenal. Yeah. Um, his shot was cool looking. Very sh- cool looking shot. Love the facial hair. Yeah. Had very cool <laughs> facial hair. Very Euro- he he looked you know what he looked like? like he looked like he would be the villain in a home alone movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. He would be the guy that's orchestrated like some stupidly elaborate home invasion thing while like a little eight year old kid is out masterminding them. That's Peja Stojakovic. <laughs> Go ahead. Was that it? That was it. Underrated. Yeah. He was yeah. underrated. He was an all star for a couple of seasons. I think. Yeah, but no one remembers him because he's like you said. He's just he looks like another. It's because he's player. European white dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, my next one is the Pacers. I feel like that's one team that no one literally remembers, but they have a pretty cool history. They have a very. Cool uh, history, my yeah. favorite. My favorite players are. I have two. I couldn't pick one. Uh, one, DeMontis Sabonis. Uh-huh. He was a first-time All-Star this year. Yep. Well-deserved. He's a scrappy guy. Yeah. Um, Very passionate. He's averaging 18, 12, and 5. That's Those solid. are great numbers. Especially, solid. they have uh, Victor Oladipo. They have mm-hmm. Malcolm Brogdon. To have the, to, you know, be in, on the same team with those people and average those kinds of numbers is Again, that's very a, impressive. that's a very solid backcourt right yeah. there. Yeah. And he's still young. And, uh... His dad, Servitas Sabonis, was on that Blazers team that went against the Lakers. And that, you know, you know who it is? That giant white dude this, that was the center on the Blazers. I'll show remember. you a picture later. But this guy looks like the like the biggest dad. <laughs> like if you imagined any white suburban dad plays basketball, that's what this guy looks like. I'm gonna pull up a picture and show you. He's he's one of those guys that Braun Sexuals would point to be like, oh you mean that's the kind of competition Jordan played against? Yeah, but Servita Savonis no, was I, good. Yeah, I know. He was I, good. You don't have to tell he was me. like a Ronnie Cycli. Right. Like a random yeah. white dude. Yeah. But he was good. So uh Malcolm Brogdon is my other one who has contracted COVID nineteen, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. By he's the that- way, a little tangent, Braun Sexuals always bring up like they played like a bunch of white plumbers and wait. 
You tell me we don't have white plumbers in today's league? How about Jokic? Let's start not there. A plumber. No, I'm he saying he look looks like, like one. That's all Braun sexuals go off of. Is he just like points like an awkward looking white European no, player in the nineties? No, they're 90s. talking about like Ronnie Cycles. No, I know, but he was also a hell. Of, Ronnie Cycles was a hell of a player. Yeah, but he'd be like a meme in today's today's league. Anyways, hold on, let me finish. Yeah. So uh, Malcolm Eagles. Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon, very underrated. Can't believe the Bucks gave him up, but he's averaging sixteen, seven, and five. And he he was actually, um, I tried to pick him up on fantasy. Mm. But uh, he was averaging, like, in the beginning of the year for the first, like, 30 games, he was averaging, like, 22, 8, and 9. Wow. Which was crazy. But he, uh, once, uh, you know, DeMontis Sabonis started stepping up, Victor Oladipo came back, his numbers kind of dropped a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, second one, Reggie Miller. It's just, you know, it's Reggie Miller. I'm Favorite not going to talk about it. You don't it. have to go too deep into that. Yeah. Uh, number three, most underrated, <sighs> who else but Jermaine O'Neal? Yeah. Just everyone just for he was considered the beast of the East. Yeah. Uh a while back when I was when we were uh Him younger. It, he had some battles, man, with uh Big Ben Wallace. And Big Ben with yeah. uh the Heat, I remember when I was little, he used to like hate Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah. Uh his best season he averaged twenty four, nine and two on the Pacers. I also want to bring up Danny Granger. Yep. Yes. This is dude. sad. Another one of the Brandon Roy Brandon, type of yeah. careers. Do you, do you remember Jeff Foster? I don't know. So Jeff Foster was one of those plumber guys that played his like tw- whole 12-year career with the Indiana Pacers. And I just remember like hating him because he was so – it was he, ugly. <laughs> it was like dad ugly. Right. This is a picture of him. Oh my goodness! That's Jeff Foster. That is you. Yeah, I can I can attest to. And with your he just looks like a like a twelve points per game and f- like six rebounds a game guy, doesn't he? That's he, twelve and six written all over his face for twelve. You no, know, you know what's written all over his face is uh, kitty porn. He has a whole collection of kitty porn. That's the. the tell me I'm wrong. Look yeah. at that face. Yeah. Everybody who's listening to this, if you're still listening to this. Look up what's his name, Jeff Foster. Jeff Foster, yeah. Look up Jeff Foster, and maybe you'll find the picture that Yaroslav showed me. But man, that is a creepy looking grin of his. But hey, he was just like a solid guy, twelve and six guy for like twelve years, and he retired on the Pacers. There you so, go. Props to him. Nice. All right, my turn. Yep. All righty, Rue. Oh Jesus. <laughs> so my next team is one of the greatest organizations in probably sports history. The Thunder. San Antonio Spurs. Yep. Um, favorite past player? Tim Duncan. Oh. Who'd you think I was going to pick? Mad Bonner. <laughs> that's, that's so stupid. <laughs> Do you know Mad Bonner? Yeah, of course. That's why I'm that's laughing. Random white. What's up with me and random white dudes? You really you have a sharp memory for random white dudes. Yeah. Those are the best players. Uh, but I actually picked Tim Duncan for both my favorite past and my most underrated. And I know that's crazy because no, yeah, no, basketball enthusiasts, we all know that Tim Duncan is kind of unequivocally yeah. the greatest power forward of all time. You can make a case that Kevin Garnett is more skilled, but yeah. as far as a career is concerned, he had basically a perfect career, yeah. like a storybook career. Big fundamental. I mean, uh, he's, the, he's like a combination of – I think the reason that – for me, the reason why he's underrated, it's a combination of his quiet, 
demeanor and his boring style of play. Um, I mean, by boring style of play, I mean, um, I don't really need to talk about him that much because we all know how great he was. But I just wanted to use this slot to kind of emphasize that. But I also could have picked uh, George the Iceman Gervin. I also could have picked him. For your favorite or most underrated? Most underrated, oh, yeah. Okay. He, was, he would have easily averaged 40-plus points per game, in my opinion, in today's league, or close to that. Because, I mean, the guy, he was a walking bucket, and he did it with no three-point line. And he was like, uh, he was just fluid as hell. He was like, not as polished, obviously, as a Kevin Durant, but he could score at will like a Kevin Durant. He was a tall, lanky player like that. Yeah. So, uh, favorite present player, uh, I went with DeMar DeRozan, just because... He's not a very efficient player, and his style of play doesn't translate very well to playoff basketball. But he reminds me a lot his style of play to like a to the '90s, the mid-range game, and all that. So I have a lot of respect for Demar Derozan uh, because he obviously suffers with a mental illness, and I love how open and vulnerable he is with coming out and saying saying that and sharing his story and advocating for uh, anyone that's going through this to uh, go out and get help. And just uh, putting it out there and props to DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you. All right, your team. My next team is the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> By far, my favorite player on there is Paul George. And you sure love his shoes. I love his shoes, yes. Um, I think as insane as it can sound, I want to say that... I would like to make an argument that it's Paul George's team, not Kawhi's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Kawhi just won the championship, and he led the team to that championship. Yep. So he's kind of like the key. Okay, well, I mean, he can think about that championship when he's sitting on the bench for half the season while Paul George plays. So there you go. There's also that, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, regardless, two of the best two-way yes. players in the, in the league. It's crazy how they ended up on the same team. Out of nowhere, I was on a cruise where there was no internet. And I looked at the bar TV on the cruise. And I saw I – I knew there was going to be a decision about like Kawhi and Paul George in, in the offseason. And I looked at the bar TV – and I just saw Paul George traded or Kawhi traded or whatever it was. And I like ran over to the bar TV when all my friends were just like drinking, having fun, partying. Yeah. And I'm at the bar TV like, oh, my God. <laughs> Paul George. And the, the, none of my friends that I was with like were into basketball except for my fiance. I mean, so that's just the only person I got. I'd be like, Christine. Paul Jordan and Kawhi are on the same team. like, And she's like, oh, yeah, that's cool, whatever. Dude, I remember when I found out, I, like, literally shrieked like a little I lost girl. my mind, yeah. I was like, are, because I immediately knew what it meant. And we all did. If you know basketball and you followed it, you, we all knew what it meant. He was Luke Skywalker bringing balance to the force. Yeah. That move, not he, Kawhi, because it, it was a tandem thing. But what's even more amazing, and that's something that – None of us really know for certain, but I'm of the belief that they didn't coordinate that. I don't think PG and Kawhi coordinated that move. I don't think, well... I think it just happened that way, and the Clippers front office just made it happen, and they, they Well, were, I think, I think, I don't remember now because it was so long ago, but yeah. I think Kawhi was like, oh, I want PG, and I didn't think he, I don't think he actually expected them 
to go and try to get PG, but they did. But all you got to <laughs> do in getting PG is, hey, PG, Kawhi said that he wants, the only way he'll come to the Clippers is if you come. You want to come? And then PG's be like, yeah, I do. See yeah. you later, Russ. I want to get out of this this shit show of uh, OKC. But anyways, that's, I mean. By the way, that's a, that's a duo that in 10 years' time we're going to look back and be like, do you remember that time that Paul George and Russell Westbrook were both in their primes? Yeah. Did you and see they, that video what? on YouTube? Uh, by that same guy, uh, like no one will remember that Russell Westbrook and Paul George were a duo. Yeah, I think I watched that video. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. It's it was crazy. a trio at one time. Carmelo, PG, and yeah. uh, Russ. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my, most, my favorite old-timer is Bob McAdoo. Yeah, Bob McAdoo. And I would never know who the hell that is Tell if he wasn't the assistant coach of the Miami Heat. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's how I found out about him, and I obviously did some research before this. But his playing career lasted from 1973 to um, 1986 when he was on the Buffalo Braves, mm-hmm. uh, which was what the Clippers were before they became the Clippers. Yeah. Um, his first, Just to give you guys a... Um, uh, sample of what he was like. His three best seasons were he averaged 30 points a game and 15 boards, 34 points a game, 14 boards, and 31 and 12. Those were his three best seasons. And those were his third, uh, fourth, and fifth seasons in the league. So he was pretty freaking young yeah. to average that. Um, so Bob McAdoo, and he had some cool sideburns. <laughs> Look him up, Bob McAdoo's sideburns. Uh, my most underrated, uh, Elton Brand, who's the GM of the uh, 1760s. Wow, that's a, 76ers. That's now. an excellent pick. It is an excellent. Everyone forgets how good Elton Brand was, but uh, when he got drafted, I remember what it was, like 2001, 2002, something like that. Mm. Uh, when he, right away for his first first eight and nine seasons, he averaged twenty and ten, just right off the bat as a rookie, twenty and ten. For eight or nine, for his first nine years. Wow. 20 and 10. And, uh, you know, it takes, it takes people time to, you know. Get to that point. To get even right away, and confident he, yeah, to get to that point. Right away, he made a big difference. So, uh, very underrated player. That's a rock solid list right there. Yeah. Love the Clippers. Now. Now, yeah. 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 When they, it's so frustrating that. That was such, but they were so, I was about to, I was going to comment on the, the Lob City Clippers. But they were existing in one of the most competitive conferences of all time. Yeah. That West Conference in the 2000s. So many good teams. 2010s. Yeah. Um, all right. So my next team is the Toronto Raptors. And right off the bat, I'm just going to start with the most underrated because I, I don't have anybody for most underrated. I wanted to pick your brain about that. Who would you pick for most underrated for the Raptors? I couldn't really – I looked through the history and I was just like, there isn't really – Anyone that to me that sticks out that much? Damon Stoudemire. It's what they're a young, young team. Yeah, they don't really have a bunch of. They don't have a deep, rich history. You could go with from. Damon Stoudemire. You could go with um, Jonas Valanciunas. You can right. go with even though De- Demar Derozan is, you know, he's like the number one Raptor of all time. He's still underrated. He's he's. I mean, not many players stay that long with the Raptors. Yeah. They're one of those teams you just bounce away from. And it was so sad that they had to trade him in order 
to get a championship, but yeah. So maybe I could go with Demar Derozan. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's underrated though. I think he's properly rated. I think people in Toronto. I'm sure he's not underrated. In Toronto, I'm sure people have like a poster of Demar. Every single person. Oh, has, like, yeah. He everyone loves yeah. him there. Kyle yeah. Lowry. Go with outside Kyle Lowry. of Toronto. I'm sure they love him you know, there too. You know what's interesting about Kyle Lowry is that he's one of those players, like I said in the last episode, that or I don't even know if I said it in the last. I forget, but um, he's one of those players that prior to that last postseason, he was known as a choke artist in the playoffs when he was with DeMar DeRozan. As soon as Kawhi comes along, now his legacy has changed. He's won a championship. He performed in the playoffs. He performed in the finals. Kyle Lowry has the biggest ass on any NBA player I've ever seen. Yes. It's just funny to watch. Yeah. I envy them because I have a zero. I have a concave ass. I have a Larry Keene ass. There's like a crater where my ass would be. It just goes in. Yeah, anyways. I, I love um, the Raptors. They're a good team. Uh, the yeah. one thing that I miss, though, before you go on, um, is those that 3D thing on their floor. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Behind man. the basket. Just yeah. a, oh, come on, man. That was pretty cool. It would get me every time. Uh, and I'll, I'll finish it off with, by the way, Kyle Lowry was my favorite current Raptor. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, favorite past Raptor? Vince of co- Carter. Of course, Vince Carter. He was he retired as of today. I know, I know, yeah. Uh, who else could I pick? Though I mean, the the dinosaur jersey, the two thousand slam dunk contest, which to me is still to this day the best dunk contest of all time. You could go with one of the Aaron, Aaron Gordon ones or the Dwight Howard, Nate Robinson ones. I wouldn't fault you for it. Nate or the Robinson. MJ Dominique, huh? Nate Robinson one. Nate Robinson and Dwight, the two times they battled. Those yeah. were those are good dunk contests. Good, but not better than Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon or the other ones. Or two thousand yeah. dunk contests, yeah. Um but yeah, he's one of those guys that when he came into the league, if you if you, I didn't really get when people said like when um Grant Hill came into the league that he's gonna be the next MJ. I was like, their play style isn't their the build isn't there, whatever. The two guys I would have picked to be these are the next MJs, Kobe and Vince Carter. Same height, both could jump through the roof, athletic as hell. Vince was ahead of the curve. He was already bald when he came into the league. Or you know he wasn't, he had a little bit of hair. Do you think LeBron James will ever just embrace the baldness? I hope he does. Listen, dude. look, look, look. That's look. the next look. step. He already Kobe has the beard. Bald. He already has the beard. I hope he comes back with the quarantine beard. Just so much more badass. Yeah. Look, listen, listen, listen. His legacy. Look, his legacy will be improved by like 20% if he comes back with the beard and shaves his head. Yes. I I was hoping you were going to say that. People that are on the line between who's better, Michael Jordan and LeBron James, they're going to be like, okay, LeBron James. It's hard to argue with that look. That's a a hardcore. Literally the Kimbo Slice look. That's like a lumberjack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looking like Nate Thurmond, his dad. (laughs) His dad. Yeah. Imagine if he came back with the Nate Thurman haircut. With like the toilet bowl that's haircut. That's probably what his natural hair is. Probably, yeah. yeah. I just, that's why, you know, I always trash on LeBron for like his insecurities. Like, dude, just embrace it. Yeah. That's such a strong message to everybody that like you can't, it's like a guy who roasts himself before anybody else can roast him. Yeah. Like a self-deprecating guy. It's obviously a defense mechanism, but if I can make fun of myself and embrace my insecurities, there's no damage you can do to me. All right, continue. Go ahead. All right, so my next one is going to be the Lakers. 
And that's my, a tough one. Yeah, my favorite person on the Lakers is um, obviously Costas Antetokounmpo. Pause for applause. <laughs> no, I, I'm I mean, so proud of you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> LeBron James. Yeah. Ha- you, By the way, is there on, a way to say LeBron James without sounding LeBron James? LeBron James. That, wherever that kid is, he's probably, like, really rich. Yeah, swimming in cash. Yeah. Um, there's nothing. It's one of those where it's like, yep, LeBron James, yeah. pastimer Kobe. The only thing that I have interesting for the Lakers is the underrated player. Yeah. Who do you think I'm going to say? I honestly don't know. Because Take there's so many Take a players. Guess. Elgin Baylor. Yep. Elgin? Yeah, yeah, that's who I would have picked. The most overlooked Laker of all time. Yep. Uh, he had his whole 14-year career he spent with the Lakers. Yep. But the best, the best part about it is his full name is Elgin Gay Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When I saw that, I was like, yep, this is it. A hundred percent. That's my pick. I'm going all in. Um, his career averages in his 14-year Laker career is 27.4 points a game, 13.5 rebounds a game, and 4.3 assists per game. In his third season, he was averaging 34.8 points a game, 19.8 rebounds a game, and 5.1 assists a game. It's insane that he gets overlooked. Uh, He played in the 60s and 70s. I mean, that's obviously why he gets overlooked. But early 60s, he got drafted. He had an extremely cool haircut. Very cool, yes. Very just classic, iconic, timeless. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, Elgin Gay Baylor. That's all I have. <laughs> that should be the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. My next team is the Utah Jazz, which, you know, this episode's already pretty long. I'm just going to blaze through this. I have a lot that I wrote down, a lot of good stuff. All right. So my favorite pass player, John Stockton. To me, one of the truest point guards of all time. Yep. One of the most underrated. There's that crazy stat that I'm sure everyone has heard by now. That if you detract, if you subtract the last, I think, four six, or five... Six, six seasons. Six, Jesus, wow, that's insane. If you subtract the last six seasons of his career, he would still be number one in assists all time. Yep. That's how great of a point guard he was. And that's another one of those guys that, like, stupid, stupid Austin, A.B., Braun sexuals would point to be like, you mean that's one of the guys that Jordan... Yeah, that guy who, if you subtract the last six seasons, would still be number one in assists. So, yeah. Uh, and durable as hell. He played, like, every season of his career, he played at least 80 games or yeah. 79 games. Unbelievable. And it's, it always blows my mind that uh, John Stockton and Karl Malone both, both played, like, into the, t- like, 2000s. Yep. If, like, if, when you mention John Stockton and Karl Malone, you think that they retired in, like, 1994 or something. But no, they played, like, into no. the 2000s. Yeah. Well, they didn't retire in 94. It, no one would think that. Because they went to the finals in 97, 98 and lost the Bulls both times. But, yeah. <laughs> you look like you want to punch me. Yeah. Uh, favorite present player, Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Because it's Donovan Mitchell. I don't really have to explain that. If you know most player, know, most people listening to this podcast are very familiar with modern basketball. 
It's Donovan Mitchell. If anybody has the ability to be the next Dwayne Wade, it's Donovan Mitchell. Yes, I would agree with that. Okay, the here's, ability, too. Here's my favorite for the Utah Jazz. Most underrated, because they have so many. I would debated between... Well, I actually ended up on Mark Eaton, okay? So I almost picked John Stockton, because... Uh, I do think he's underrated, and he looks like anybody's gym teacher, right? Ronnie Cycli Jr. Um, wait, what did I what did I, look? What did I, I wrote down so much? But okay, anyways, I picked Mark Eaton because this guy was a seven foot four Goliath. He literally looked like the guy that David beat. He literally looks like a Goliath, like from the Bible. This guy graduated from UCLA in 1982 after seeing limited minutes in his senior year. And then became an auto mechanic. Yeah. Three years. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Right. Three years later, he got a tryout with the Utah Jazz and instantly became the best shot blocker in the league. He won Defensive Player of the Year in both 1985 and 89. And for one season. Average five blocks a game. 5.56 5. Nice. blocks a game for a whole season. Overall, for his career, he averaged three and a half blocks per game. All of which he spent in Utah. So I think that's pretty damn cool. That is very cool. Never heard of I didn't a guy know averaging that. five blocks a game. I didn't know that he just came to a tryout. Yeah. It's crazy. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, so my last one, uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, a very weird franchise. Yeah. I There's not a lot of information on the Memphis Grizzlies. No, there isn't. Uh, the, in my opinion, the Vancouver Grizzlies has one of the coolest logos when the cartoon logos were in style. Um, but then they they opted for like a much cleaner and cooler yeah. look. Um, my favorite player is um, John Morant. Obviously. With Justice Winslow being a close second just because he's he's my, my heat boy, man. I think John Morant has the most... If only he had made that dunk dunks. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. But just, I don't know. I'm going to try to pull up a picture of uh, Justice Winslow. He he might be the most Grizzlies player of all time. He has this crazy new haircut that he got traded to um, to the Grizzlies. And he, like, let his hair grew, grew it out or something. Hold he on. He did what LeBron should be doing right look at, now. Look at this Justice Winslow Grizzlies hair. That is, yeah. That's the most Grizzlies player you can possibly think of. And he's... Uh, I love their jerseys, man. Yeah. Their he's jerseys. a hard nose. He's like a Zach Randolph type player. He's always going to give you defense. Right. He's always going to give you, like, at least, you know, 12 and 5 a game. Yeah. And, just, and he's still young. And he's, he's a, so good. He's a scrappy young man. Scrapper. Yeah. I love that. I love that term. But, uh... <laughs> My favorite old timer. Who else but Jason Williams? Yes. Who else what I can't. It, white chocolate. If we went through this whole list and didn't mention white chocolate, yeah, I, we there's something wrong with us. But um, I I I watched an interview where he talked about growing up. He all he would do he wouldn't practice shooting. He would just practice like the weirdest passes. He would put the he elbow would draw, pass. He would draw a circle on a wall the size that you can make with your hand. And then from across the gym, try to hit that wall and yeah. try to hit that circle. It's crazy. It's no wonder he's one of the coolest and most creative passes. And uh, he resembles my my friend Shane. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shane's way more athletic. I'll I'll give Shane yeah. that. Shane yeah. is yeah one of the most athletic guys. Um. Just just to wrap it up. Uh, 
most underrated. I have two, one of which I don't know much about. I just did some research. But my number one that I personally think is the most underrated is Rudy Gay. Yeah. Rudy Gay's been around forever, and Rudy Gay's been averaging a solid like 17, 18, 19 points a game with six rebounds a game for his whole career. Yeah. Not one single all-star. No one ever talks about Rudy Gay. He's been on the Spurs for like, you know, three or four years now, and he's averaging a quiet like 13, 14 a game. And he's he's like old, but yeah. he's so still so consistent. Um, he's another one of the player uh, players that averaged twenty points a game for three franchises. With that being, uh, I think, Memphis, Toronto, and the Kings, I believe. Uh, Matt, I just want to take a moment and reflect. What could have happened if Rudy Gay had played on the same team with Elgin Gay Baylor? It would have been fantastic. Yeah, it would have been... They would have had a gay time. Uh, Another one, another player that's been forgotten, and the only reason why I know his name is because I used to collect basketball cards. Um, Sharif Abdurrahim. (laughs) What are you talking about? You don't laugh at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, go ahead. Whose real name is Lou Alcindor? I know, yeah. By yeah, the way, yeah. Um, Sharif Abdurrahim averaged twenty and eight for the Grizzlies for. I'm not laughing at seasons. his name. I was laughing at. I just wasn't expecting you to say that. I'm not Muslim. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. No, no, I wasn't expecting you to say him. Oh, okay. He, I know him. I know he's a, he was a solid player. I just wasn't expecting that. He was a one-time All-Star in 96 and 97, which is weird to me that he was an All-Star and Rudy Gay was not. But, uh, I remember I think that he, All-Star game. He played really well in yeah, the All-Star game. Yeah, I remember that too. The, the, yeah. the, the, the iconic picture with him and uh, literally like legends. Yeah. And then it's like him. Yeah, him. yeah. yeah. Um, It's another case of a good player on a bad team, yeah. I think. Because as soon as he got <laughs> traded... Hey, speaking of which, it's a perfect uh, segue into the very last team. And then we're done we're done with, with this, this god awful three three part series, yeah. and we really stretched it. We could have maybe done a fourth because this episode is going to be long as hell. But speak of a bad player, a good player on a bad team. Last team, Washington Wizards. Oh yeah, baby. Favorite past player. Uh, it's pretty obvious who I'm going to pick. Gilbert Arenas, the sharpshooter. What was his nickname? He had a oh uh, Agent, Agent Zero. Zero. Agent Zero. That was Agent a pretty Zero. badass name. Yeah. Um, Made some mistakes. Brought kind guns of, into the locker room. Yeah, kind of canceled his own career. Very safe. <laughs> but uh, he was an insane sharpshooter. Funny story. He was I ahead of the time. He would do so well in today's league. Oh, yeah. So well. He was a sniper. Yeah. Funny story. Uh, he actually, one time, he faked an injury so he could, so he could give his buddy a young Nick Young Swaggy P, some playing time. Huh. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, my favorite present player, I mean, Bradley Beal. Who else? John well, Wall. You, you could have picked, uh, uh, Gert, what was his name? Bertrand. Ber- Davis Bertans. Bertans. I don't know. He, he I mean. Put up a sour taste in my mouse, mouse, in my mouse. I really liked the guy because last season no one really know, knew who he was. And this I'm season. Some Spurs. This season, he's really just like, I mean, he's 
he's so far ahead of all the other three-point shooters when it comes to efficiency. Hey. hey. Put some respect on Duncan Robinson's name. <laughs> and my most underrated Wizards player is a fella named Elvin Hayes, who played alongside another fella, Wes Unseld, <laughs> to form one of the breast. And <laughs> <laughs> my mouse. To breast. form one of the best front courts the league has ever seen. Hayes would grab nearly 13 rebounds per game during those years and would ultimately or would routinely score far more than Wes Unseld, reaching 20-plus points per game. Also averaged over two blocks per game. He was great in Houston as well, where he put up 20 and 12 in eight seasons with the Rockets. So nice. that about does it, everybody. That is the end of the list the 30-team, three-part episode list. Yes, so, um, yes, we're glad that it's over. Yeah. Next week, we'll get back to some current... I feel like, I don't know. I don't I'm excited know. to get back into, uh, you know, what's popping in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think things are starting to uh, get going. I don't think they're going to uh, change plans at all, even though cases are spiking. Um I there's think too much money they're, at stake. They're, they're set. They're yeah. rolling out the plan. Yeah. They can't cancel it now. Even also, though Stephen A. Smith wants them to move it to New York. But why? And also, Stephen A. Smith, what the hell are you talking about? Listen, uh, there's no you, plan B. They oh, don't have a plan B. You mean the epicenter of this whole pandemic. You want to move it to New York. That's well, they're, brilliant. Well, they're, they're reopening uh, uh, stage two for New York. So it's, it's better than uh, Florida now, actually, who... Which has not handled this coronavirus. Let me say, they really have not handled this crisis well at all. So, uh, thank you and shout out to Governor DeSantis. <laughs> yeah. And now Orlando is becoming like the second, um, not epicenter, but it's a, it's a huge hotspot. Oh, yeah. At the uh, restaurant I worked at, uh, someone tested positive and they had to close down for like two weeks. Well, I'm and glad so you're here now. So I'm very glad I'm here. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. It's a very long episode. Thank you for sticking with us. Yeah, uh, we'll be back next week. We, we post what we post on, like, Wednesday. Um, so the next T- episode. Tuesdays and Fridays. So we'll record on Monday next week. Right, right. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. And once again, we love you, as always. We do not. I don't. He all does. Right. But... Cue the music. Love you. Love you.